Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! My name is Jason Hammer, the gun guy. Guy Relford, pinch hitting for Big Nige today. And Guy, another Monday where it feels like it's our civic duty to report what's happening in the city, even though we don't really want to. You know, we want to come in here and have a good time. We want to have some beers. We want to tell some <laughs> jokes. We want to laugh out loud. We want to make fun of Kyle. We want to do a lot of things. But sometimes this job warrants some bad news. And on Mondays, it feels like we always have bad news because we're looking at the crime numbers from the weekend. Yep. So Indy today woke up to 14 people killed in the first 10 days of October. Police are now investigating after two juveniles were shot in Lawrence today. Now, they're still uh, in the hospital, hoping that they're going to be okay. But two juveniles shot in what appeared to be a drive-by today in Lawrence, which means if you're keeping score at home, that's at least 16 people shot, four stabbed, and two killed this weekend alone. That's a grand total of 20 people either shot or stabbed Friday into this morning. Those are Chicago kind of numbers. That's what's so sad about this. You know, we're indie. We're not supposed to be seeing this. And 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 until, what, three, four years ago, we always were under 100 homicides a year. And look, n- nobody's going to celebrate 100 homicides, but it sure as hell beats 200. And we're well on track, again, to be over 200 homicides this year in Indianapolis. And that, that's a sad place to be. And I... I respect my friend Abdul, our colleague Abdul. He has a fantastic website, IndiePolitics.org. But I just can't wrap my mind around Ryan Mears being up 20% in the latest polling for Marion County Prosecutor. I just can't see, Guy, how even Democrats, folks that usually just go in and hit straight ticket voting, can look at what Ryan Mears has done or hasn't done during his time in office and think we're on the right track. Exactly. I mean, who thinks this is okay? Who looks at the FedEx shooting, for instance, where the mother and daughter, before the FedEx shooting ever happened, went down to IMPD, reported this kid as being dangerous, and police even seized a shotgun from him that he had just bought, reporting that he wanted to commit suicide by cop. Remember that? And it was Ryan Mears' office that chose not to file red flag proceedings. That kid then went and bought two rifles, went in, and committed the, the FedEx shooting. Then you see the, the liberal bail policies, and you see some of the plea agreements where people are right back on the street. And that's what you know our, 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 our buddy Rick, who I know is going to be on the show uh, here soon, Rick Snyder, is going to talk about about this revolving door of the criminal justice system. Who's responsible for that? Primarily, in terms of agreeing to these deals, it's the prosecutor's office. Who's the Marion, Marion County prosecutor? It's Ryan Mears. And he is up for election this November in Marion County. County. The opponent is Cindy Carrasco, and I'm glad you bring up some of these plea deals because I want to go over a couple that have just happened within a week, and I think this is important because I don't want 
people to forget that these happened. Just because something happens late in the week, as we call it in the industry, the news dump, where it comes out late in the week, there's no real morning news the next day, it kind of gets lost over the weekend. I think this is important to remind everybody what happens seemingly on a week-by-week -week basis here in Marion County. So Ryan Mears gave this sweetheart plea deal and a GPS monitoring device for a felony gun crime for this guy. And then the court okayed that, but they didn't tell corrections. So this felon skipped out on the GPS. Nobody knew for months what was going on with this guy. And now he's accused of murdering his ex-girlfriend. The prosecutor's office wants you to feel like, oh, that never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. It happened last week, guy. And for a prosecutor who says that guns are the worst thing ever, it's interesting that he gave a sweetheart plea deal to a guy on a gun crime who then got out. And then the court system, which is all under his leadership in Marion County, was completely screwed up. And this guy ended up murdering his ex-girlfriend. That's one example. Rick Snyder, President Fraternal Order of Police, he spoke to our news gathering partners, and uh, this is what he had to say. There is no excuse, if this is, proves to be true, that you sentence somebody and you as a judge ordered them to be on GPS monitoring, yet there's no follow-up to see if they actually showed up because you just left it up to the convicted offender to go and put their the, the GPS monitor on themselves. I think at some point in time, the community has to say that is enough and our elected and appointed officials are not above reproach. So, Guy, let me ask you this. I remember in 2016 when Donald Trump was trying to cap off his campaign in a very frantic final couple of weeks competing against Hillary Clinton, when Hillary Clinton was allegedly leading in every single poll, his message was, what do you have to lose? So if you're a Marion County resident, even if you're a Democrat at this point, what do you have to lose by going against Ryan Mears? I think that's the question. I think there are two questions. What do you have to lose? And the other is, is the, is the status quo okay? Are you okay with what's going on in Marion County right now on these issues? Keep in mind, on the, on the GPS ankle monitoring issue, which you brought up, Jason, which is directly relevant to the case you're talking about, we've heard from Rick Snyder and others, the statistics are Indianapolis city of around a million people has more people released from jail or awaiting trial on GPS ankle monitoring than any other city in the country. More than L.A., more than New York. And we're not talking Chicago. about per capita. Not that's talking numbers. about per capita. We're talking about absolute numbers. Consider that. And that's the system that, that the Democrats in, in Marion County have allowed to go forward to put these people out on GPS monitoring and invariably, and oh, and there's the other issue, and this came out during the last legislative session because there was a bill introduced by a Republican in the Indiana General Assembly that looked at the GPS monitoring in Marion County and said they have roughly, at the time, I remember hearing the testimony in committee, they had roughly 25% of the resources in Marion County that they needed to keep track of all those people on GPS ankle monitoring. In other words, you can wander off or in this case, as you mentioned, the guy never puts the GPS monitor on to begin with. And why would he? It, why would he? If, no, if, no, if nobody's watching, are you right. really being monitored if there are no monitors? And, and that's not necessarily any individual's fault who's doing that job because 
they can only work so many hours. They can only watch so many people. The, the testimony was during, during a, a bill to put more resources uh, into the department that watches the damn things, who actually does the monitoring. We had 25% of the resources we need to keep track of all these people. So we got more people than any other city in the country on GPS ankle monitoring, and we don't have enough people watching them. What's going to happen? I mean, that's the easiest answer you could ever come up with. What's going to happen? They're going to wander off, and they're going to commit more crimes. And reminder, all of the chaos that happens in the Marion County justice system, you got to look who the head of it is. You might not like what happens in the court system, and if you're Ryan Mears, you can blame everybody else, but it's kind of like in sports, guy. You and I both are sports guys. When a team is struggling, you don't fire the entire team. You fire the manager, or you fire the general manager. You fire the head of whoever's in charge here. If you want to be elected in this position, and again, Ryan Mears was never elected in this position. He was appointed when he took over for the late Terry Curry. Uh, you've got to take some responsibility, which takes me to this next story. Carl Hensley. This guy was sentenced to less than seven years, and I have a gut feeling he'll be out well before then, for killing a one-year-old with blunt force trauma. This was a story that came out late last week over the weekend as well. Please don't forget that this happened. Hensley was originally hit with more serious charges, including murder and neglect of dependent resulting in death. But according to court documents, Hensley wound up pleading guilty in September to neglect of dependent, resulting in serious injury, a level three felony. As part of this plea deal, the other more serious charges were dismissed. Now, Ryan Mears, the Marion County prosecutor, his office stated that they argued for an aggravated prison sentence, but ultimately the court elected to sentence Hensley to just nine years in the DOC and two years of community corrections work release. So this guy murders a baby with blunt force trauma, a one-year-old, and he's going to serve less than seven years. And all your prosecutor can say is, well, we asked for more. Where's the fight? Where is the, no, this is unacceptable. You got to get in there and go after it. Where's the fight from this prosecutor? Yeah, well, let me, let me give you a little inside baseball here, right? Because I'm a criminal defense attorney. I have, I've had multiple cases in Marion County. Let me tell you a, a dynamic that's contributing to this a lot. And that is that because of COVID and because of the incredible number of criminal cases generally they have in Marion County, the combination is during COVID, they got incredibly backlogged on trials. And here's how trials have to work. The, the, the system has to put the people in custody, especially those who have asked for an early trial, they have to put them on trial first. If they don't give them a trial date within the statutory requirements, they have to let them go. So those people are in custody. They have to be tried within a certain amount of time. Other people in custody get priority. Then you have this whole big, huge number of people who have bonded out. They've got this backlog. At one point, I heard numbers of something like 20,000 cases were awaiting trial in Marion County. Don't quote me on that number. That's just what I heard from people over in the court system. So you got that incredible number of backlog cases. And in some cases, they got to try them within certain amounts of time, or, or then they get egg in their face because they have to dismiss them. So what happens? If they have any possibility of resolving a case and reaching a plea deal and kicking that case out and not have to worry about it being on the trial calendar and clogging up the system as as another case awaiting trial, they're jumping all over it. And don't think defense lawyers don't know that. Don't think the pressure that the prosecutors and the courts have to get these cases through the system and resolved, that the defense lawyers know that. And that's why I think you're seeing a lot of these deals. 
Again, if you live in Marion County, you have to get out and vote in November. You can't set this one out. And if you're a lifelong Democrat, if you're somebody that normally just goes straight ticket, all I'm asking is what do you have to lose by taking a look at the other prosecutor candidate? That's all I'm asking. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC or subscribe and get it right to your phone.